What's going on, fam? Alex Shlinsky here for the Get More Client Show. Hope you are doing well. As always, joined by my co-host, Brian Downard. How you doing, buddy? Oh, well, you didn't like my last intro, so I'll keep it normal. I'm doing great. I'm living the dream. So there you go. Take, take it away Love from it. there. Love it. If you guys want to see, if you guys want to see us mess up the intro, you can co-watch the live stream version of this episode uh, in our Facebook group, The Seven Figure Culture. Uh, we're always repping. Um, and if you're listening on your favorite podcast apps, we appreciate you. This is one of those uh, episodes that you're definitely going to want to watch on YouTube or on Facebook, because we're going to be breaking down our $4 million one call close methodology. For the first time ever, I think on this show, we're going to be sharing our screen and going through specific uh, material, breaking down the one call close frame. If you remember way back in the first five episodes, we did a little bit of training on offer creation and the one called close methodology, but we had so many requests to build out a better training and framework that was live for you guys. So we thought we would come share that with you today, break it down for you. And we're going to be breaking down essentially three major things on today's episode. First of all, the offer and the guarantees needed in 2021 to close clients easier than ever for your marketing agency. The two-part sales collateral that is needed to close deals on the first call so you can actually get paid. And then the three W's framework that I've personally used to close more than $3.2 million in sales and that our clients have used to close more than $100 million in sales in the last five years. So we are more than excited to share this with you. A lot of people ask me, why do we share this intel or insight if people are paying us for it? It's not because because the information is not worthy of being shared or should only be shared if you pay for it. It's because the real value is implementation, is auditing your sales process and understanding what we can do as a team in prospecting on demand to help you. So hopefully you find the value in this call. Let's dive into it, Brian. I'm going to kick it over to you and we'll start off with the prerequisite model, which is going to be talking about the offers or guarantees needed in 2021 to close deals easier than ever. Awesome. Well, uh, like Alex said, this is going to be his zone of genius today. He's going to be narrowing in. I'm going to sort of be a passenger, but he was kind enough to let me take on some of the intro here. So very excited, like he said, to lay out a couple of the foundational pieces you need in terms of your offer before we actually get to the part where you can feel comfortable and confident in selling it. Alex is going to cover that. I want to cover a couple of very quick points that you should be considering around the actual thing you're selling. The first thing I want you to be considering is, are you a conversion focused agency or are you just a lead generator? That's a big one. Are you creating an outcome that your clients actually want? Or are you just sort of like getting them leads that don't show up and don't really book and they don't really make any money? If you are the latter, you will lose clients very quickly. You'll not retain them. You need to be focused on actually getting people across the finish line. Now, you may not be able to get on the phone and actually sell it for them, but if you're not developing systems that help them do that, you're failing your clients 100%. Now, same in that same vein, the idea of having some sort of risk mitigation in your offer. Before I get there, back to this idea of what is it... What is the end value to the client, right? If you're a conversion-focused agency, you need to know roughly what that outcome is, which ties into the risk mitigation we'll get into in just a second. But the idea is you, you should be selling based on an outcome and the value you bring to your clients, not the features that are included inside. I think there's a big broken misconception in the marketing space where you see a lot of the ClickFunnels trainings on how they sell courses, where they include 
the features, the tangibles, the deliverables and say, oh, all of this is worth 20 grand in value and you get it for 9.97. They're selling based on features, not on what the actual product will do for you. And you can get out of competing on price and start actually pricing based on value by truly bringing your clients value income. And the more money you make them, the more money you can earn. So starting to get specific about what are the rough outcomes that I can achieve for my clients will allow you to inject what we call risk mitigation. Having some sort of guarantee around your offer. Now, I would not ever do a money-back guarantee. We've ranted on this in previous episodes. I'll keep it very brief. Do a results guarantee where if, if you don't achieve the result within the time frame, you'll work for free, not including ad spend, to achieve the result within a realistic time frame. I would say with another two weeks, maybe three max, you shouldn't be working for a year for free to achieve a result. I think another very interesting thing, if you're going to utilize this in your offer, shout out to Bell Santos for the idea. Instead of doing every 30 days a guarantee, where it's like 30 leads every 30 days, do 90 leads over 90 days. Make your guarantee over a three-month period. You can have a slow month. It could be December. It could be the holidays, and then your ads suck, and all of a sudden you're working for free on behalf of your clients. It's unfair to expect the ads will work perfectly every month. Give yourself a little bit of leeway for sure. So that's some good risk mitigation where you can have in your offer to make people feel more comfortable with the outcome you're achieving for them. And again, have them focus on the outcome you're achieving for them, not just all the other shit that you're actually doing for them. Uh, and again, that goes back into your offer, having a clear ascension promise. Where are you taking them? Being able to, in a simple way, verbalize it to them. A lot of the things we're saying here as marketers, we take for granted. We're like, oh yeah, everyone gets it. You need to simplify it. What do they get? Have that as a one-liner, make it easy for them to understand. That should be focused on the conversion. Help that basically outline what your guarantee is and dictate what your pricing is. Last comment on this as a consideration, there is the pay per performance model and then there is the retainer model. There's not a right or wrong answer here. I would say don't go down the pay per lead route until you're truly confident in a niche and you understand what it takes to get that lead. Um, but Alex, this is really where you have a lot more information around comparing those models. I'm curious on what your take is. Yeah, absolutely. Great insight thus far, Brian. Thank you for sharing. I would say regarding PPL or pay for performance, PPL would be pay per lead. Then there's also pay per show and pay per appointment and all that kind of stuff. Um, like Brian noted, doing pay for performance is not an ideal methodology unless you already have a lot of experience and the velocity, the math makes sense. Meaning if you believe that you can get your clients to pay you more money per month because they're paying you per uh, lead, and you can generate more business that way and create increase the lifetime value, then go for it. But for most people watching this, I would guess retainer is going to be a more ideal model. Don't believe in the hype that the retainer model is dead. That is totally not true. It's a complete fabrication of the truth. There's plenty of people that make a lot of money utilizing the retainer model, but that's not really what we're here for today. It's just some, uh, an important note to bring up to identify, hey, some people ask about the PPL or pay for performance model versus retainer. Really what we're here for is the one call closed presentation. And that's what we're going to do. So for the first time ever in the GMC show, I'm going to share my screen and go through probably 20 slides or so um, and break down for you very clearly step-by-step step, what needs to happen to succeed in the one call close framework. All that you have to do is listen closely, write down notes, and then implement this on your next call. And I promise you, you will start closing in a much higher clip. So let's dive into this. Let's get this going. Here's the presentation and we will get this rolling right now. So again, this is the $4 million one call close methodology. 
this is what you're going to utilize so you don't have any more endless follow-up, no more proposals, and no more freaking qualifying calls. No more discovery meetings, please. That's not what we're here for. So a lot of people ask, will this work in my niche? It works in all marketing agency niches from doctors to plumbers, white collar to blue collar, B2B or B2C, LinkedIn leads, Facebook leads, inbound and outbound, and even referrals. There are some sales misconceptions that I want to just break down and break the barriers on right away. This is not like the movies. So I apologize to Leonardo DiCaprio and Wolf on Wall Street, but you are not selling by any means necessary. You are here to help and create impact. This is not a Q&A. This is not, hey, let me ask you a question. And then I'm just going to, whatever your answer is, ask the next question regardless. You're not a robot. The ultimate model here is to communicate with your prospect and identify if you can help them bridge the gap, which we're going to be talking about here as well. So the next element is the types of sales calls prospecting offer call. Okay. This is where you provide value first, like an audit on their website. And then you do a two option close, which is, Hey, we can do this for you. Or we can talk about how you can do this yourself. Number two, the one call close. This is for qualified leads ready to buy. That's what we're going to be talking about here today. And number three is the discovery call framework, which is, Hey, let's chat for 15 or 20 minutes for me to qualify you. And then let's get on a second call for a demo. This methodology is insane. I have no idea why people do it. It's the worst methodology of all. Do one or two uh, as options. I prefer the one call close, of course. Now, there are very important tenets to understanding sales. Excuse me. It says sales is a service. And then here's the three core tenets. Number one are the words that you say. Number two is the tone in which you say them. And number three is the visual component. Just like I'm showing you here today, a visual aspect, and we're going to be breaking down the sales collateral that you need to succeed and close more business. But if you're only speaking on the phone to your prospects, you're going to have a hard time closing deals efficiently and effectively. Here's some pre-sales tips and notes that you should be considering. Number one is doing market research. You should understand your market before diving into a sales conversation with someone and not really understanding what their needs are and what they're trying to accomplish and what their goals are and what their obstacles are and thus and so on and so forth. Number two is having a pre-call application or assessment or questionnaire, something that, that allows you to identify prior to the meeting why they're coming on to the meeting. Number three is a warm-up email pre-show up rate, something that tells them, hey, we're going to cover this exact thing on the call and I'm going to make sure it's worth your time. Here's the time for the call and where to actually attend the call. Number four is the appointment setter calling the day of to affirm the call, not confirm the call. A lot of people have people call up and say, hey, just checking in that we're on today at two o'clock, right? Versus, hey, Michelle, excited to chat with you today at two o'clock to discuss how we can help your chiropractic business get 10 new patients per month. Affirm the meeting. Don't confirm the meeting. They already confirmed it. And then finally, a five-minute demo video of your USP, your unique selling proposition, which we're going to talk about here. This is part of the collateral that you need, a simple five-minute demo deck. When I say five minutes, it's probably being a little facetious because it probably will take you longer than five minutes. More like five steps is really what you want to consider. Number one is the time and result frame on this demo deck and demo video, how long this video will be or how long this call will be, and the result of this call, meaning what you're going to offer them. Number two is the unique process that you have to achieve the result. So again, you have to have an Ascension promise. Let's say you help med spas generate 20 new patients per month and you have a three-step process of how to do that. And then you show it to them in a simple little design on your deck. Number three is proof showcasing that you've done this before. If you're brand new to the industry, make sure you have a fulfillment partner that has done it before. Number four, showcase how you know what their number one objection is before they bring it up. A lot of people are afraid to share objection handling prior 
to an actual prospect bringing it up because they're afraid that, oh, this prospect wasn't going to consider it. They're always going to consider it. They will always bring it up. Make sure you utilize your knowledge and understanding of the marketplace and make sure you overcome their number one objection before they bring it up. Also show how there's no risk and all reward. This is the idea of risk mitigation, having a guarantee, showcasing proof, having ROI. This is a really valuable, simple framework you can use to build out an effective pitch deck for your sales calls. Now, before we dive into the actual framework itself, sales psychology is such an important element to sales. So I put together four simple tips for you to consider. Number one, empathy matters in sales. You cannot fake it. You have to listen to the prospective client. You can't just have pre-prepared responses for anything they say. I remember this one scenario that we had with a client in POD way back in the day that was telling me about this sales call they had and how it was a disaster because he wasn't actually listening to what the prospect was saying. He was just so excited that they were qualified for the offer. So the prospect went on to say that his dog died recently and COVID crushed their business and everything was going bad and blah, 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 blah. And the client response or the prospect response was, hey, that's great. Here's how I can help you. You just said it was great that his dog died and COVID ruined his business. Not the most effective thing. Empathy matters. You actually have to listen to what they're saying. Not, don't just hear them. Listen, respond, empathize, and continue to work with them. Number two is seed planting and confirmation statements. A lot of people do sales without confirming or seed planting. Hey, this is what's going to happen when we're working together. Or, hey, don't worry about this problem. I'll help you overcome it because we've done it with other people. Or, hey, is this what you wanted to see? Do Are you happy with this? Those types of things. Most people want to ask, do you have any questions about this? That's the dumbest question in sales. If they have any questions, they're going to ask you. Utilize different framing that's going to allow them to get confirmation statements to you. Did you want this implemented for your business? Do you like this implementation? Do you like this idea? Do you want this result? So on and so forth. Number three, transparency and mission statements. Just being upfront and transparent with people is so valuable. I think you have to remember that you are now a walking stereotype. You are now the used car salesman. A lot of people have heard of marketers making offers that don't really deliver. And what we need to do is make sure that you're providing them with the appropriate understanding that you're different and you're going to help them truly and you're here to really support them. Number four is the door isn't closing. Don't have to rush prospects into decision making. I think the biggest thing here is making sure they understand that they have time on the call to consider it. A lot of people at the end of the meeting, like there's the sales pitch and then the calls like two minutes left. So it's the sales pitch. They say, I need to think about it. You handle one objection. They say, I need to think about it. And then the call's over. If you can have an opportunity to utilize your chance to say, look, the door isn't closing. Give yourself a couple minutes here because we're already on this call to mute yourself, turn your video off and think about what I'm talking about so you can ask me any questions. I would hate for you to jump off, say, I want to think about it, then dive into the next 300 things that you have for the rest of your day and never be able to actually communicate with me on this. I want to help you. It doesn't have to be decided this second. Like, think it through a bit. The other note regarding sales uh, psychology is that sales happen in the uncomfortable. Everyone wants sales to be easy, the check marks and, and simple as it gets. They want some Harry Potter wizardry uh, you know, model where it's like, Legardium Leviosa and bam, give me your credit card, right? I wish there was a way to do that. Uh, that'd be really cool, uh, but it's not a thing. That's not real. Uh, it's not possible. It's not feasible. Sales happen in the uncomfortable. Telling people to make decisions, helping them identify that they're uh, lacking and realizing that if they don't make the decision, it's significantly worse than making the investment in the first place. So sales do happen in the uncomfortable. 
Here are five variables that you need to isolate for the one call close. Number one is the decision maker, making sure that you are speaking to the decision maker. If you know that you're not speaking to the decision maker, you know you're not going to have a one call close. That doesn't mean you cannot continue the meeting. It might be a prerequisite to speak to someone else that's not the decision maker before speaking to the decision maker. That just means it's not the one call close. Remember, the frame of the one call close is not to for sure get on the call. It's to make an offer on the first call. That's the key. So even if you're not speaking to a decision maker, I still want you making the offer so that they can tell you, hey, I like this. You should speak to the decision maker about it. Ideally, though, you have a chance to speak to the decision maker. Number two is urgency. Why now? A very common objection in sales is going to be, let me do this later. Let me talk about this with you in a month, in a quarter, in a year, in five months, whenever it might be. You need to have urgency as to why they need to do this now, and I'll show you how to do that in just a minute. Number three is the yes or no decision. Right before you get into your process of train of your sales pitch, right, you should just ask them very simply, hey, look, if I go through this process, I want to ask you a simple request, okay? If you love this, I want you to say, yes, let's work together. And if it's not right for you, I just want you to feel comfortable, totally okay, to say, no, this isn't right for me. Does that sound good to you? If you use that frame, you will have a much higher success rate of people actually giving you a yes or no decision versus the most common decision in sales, which is, of course, maybe, which is also known as, let me think about it, or send me a proposal, or I need to talk to my wife, cat, dog, brother, parrot, etc. Number four, the value. Making sure that they understand the value outside of the price. When you do a sales pitch that's like, we're going to provide you with PPC advertising. It's going to get you 10 new patients and it's going to be $3,500 a month. What do you think? All they heard was it's $3,500 a month. They didn't hear anything else, right? And a lot of you do it even the opposite way. You're like, it's $3,500 a month for 10 new patients where we do Facebook ads and Google ads and YouTube and LinkedIn. And they didn't hear anything after the price. You have to separate the price and value. We're going to get you 10 new patients per month utilizing our proprietary four-step process to continually provide you with five-star quality leads month in and month out. And we even guarantee the result with proof that we've had before. Do you want this for your business? Well, Brian, what's the price? Hey, before we get to the price, is this the value you were hoping for? Is this what you wanted to see? If the money makes sense to you, this is what you're looking for, correct? Yes. Okay, cool. Here's the investment. That will make it easier for you to succeed. So these are the five variables needed to isolate for the one call close. Do you guys want to see the framework? Yay. Okay, let's talk about the framework here. Here's the three W's in bridging the gap. If you are watching this uh, visually, I, you can look at my hands and it will kind of give you a good framework uh, to understand sales in general. And if you just understand only this part from the entire training, I promise you it will be immensely valuable for you in sales moving forward. If you can help someone understand where they are currently to where they want to be, okay, there's some sort of gap, obstacle that is holding them back from getting where they are now to where they want to be. If you can identify what that obstacle is and confidently tell them that you have a solution to bridge that gap, to take them from where they are to where they want to be, right, then you can confidently sell them. Pretty simple to do. So where are you now? Where do you want to go? What's the obstacle holding you back? Now, the biggest thing here is that you don't want to just go into a sales call and say, where are you now? Cool. And where do you want to go? Awesome. And what's the obstacle? You want to utilize a little bit more knowledge about the industry so you can showcase your understanding of their avatar. Let's go with chiropractors, for example. And you would say, hey, Brian, you know, pretty commonly when I'm speaking to chiropractors, most of them tell me that they're on average 50% capacity per month and their business relies mostly on referrals. How are you currently in your business? Where are you currently standing with those types of numbers? oh, we're getting, you know, 10 patients a month. We could definitely handle at least 25. Um, and most of our business is referrals. We do some newsletters, but it's not really working, blah, blah, blah. This is how you kind of frame it to not just be, where are you now, right? 
Not, hey, where do you want to go? It's what's the goal that you actually have? What are you trying to accomplish? And then what is the challenge that's holding you back? Okay. Now, once you get the three W's, right, it's also important to understand how to transition from three W's, which is qualification, to the closing portion of the call. This is the frame that actually allows you to go into the one call close, which is the discovery phase, okay? It's very simple. All you have to do is just recap the three W's. So let me clarify, you're here, you want to go there, the obstacle is this. Did I get that right? I'll make up one example for you now. Three, two, one. So Brad, you're telling me right now that you have three garage door replacements per month. You can definitely double that and want to within the next 90 days, okay, to get to uh, six garage door installations per month. The biggest obstacle currently is that you've never had marketing that's effectively worked. And most of your business is coming from pure luck where they search on Google locally um, to try to create opportunities. Is that right? Did I miss anything? Got it. And just to confirm, you want this done within 90 days because of XYZ. Awesome. When you confirm urgency, it's great. If you don't have the urgency, you just ask for it after. So I'll give you another example. Hey, you're at 10 patients per month. You want to get to 20 patients per month. And the biggest obstacle is your business is relying solely on referrals currently. Understood. Can I have clarity on when you're looking to go from 10 to 20 patients per month? What's the urgency there? So I can make sure I can support you. If you tell me I want this tomorrow, no matter what marketing pixie dust I do, I cannot make it happen in one day. And if you say I want this within the next year, I don't know if we are on the same page in terms of urgency because I'm looking to partner with a chiropractor right now in Memphis, Tennessee. That's the example. Now, once you have the recap of the three W's recap, then you can do the one call close transition, which is very simply broken down into, hey, I told you at the beginning of this call that if I was confident that I can help you, I would tell you exactly what needs to be done, okay, in order, in order to be able to achieve the result that you want. Now, I feel in the next 15 minutes, I can break down our process of how we actually get these results. Would you be open to that? Do you want my help? Yes, I'm open to that. Let's talk about it or no, I don't have the time. And then you can ask them to reschedule so you can have another call with them, which of course we don't want to, but if that happens, so be it. Here's how you then close the deal and get paid. At the beginning, this part was already here. It looks like I that one of the slides got mixed, so I do apologize about that. Essentially, what, what you want to do at the end of the call to close the deal and get paid is break down the Ascension promise for them, okay? You want to tell them, hey, we're going to get to this goal. It's a proven process and system. That's what you're looking for, correct? Regarding this obstacle you have, you're not alone. A lot of people that I work with have expressed this exact issue. We know how to overcome it, plus any other obstacles you may not even be aware of. We have your pack showing them proof, explaining how you've done it before, absolutely critical. Then breaking down how the actual process works by recapping the promise and just showing them three to four main benefits of what you're doing. Think of it like a high level recipe, but not each individual step. Just, hey, we're gonna make cherry pie and that's going to consist of cherries and that's gonna consist of the dough and we're gonna put the oven on for 40 minutes. Simple, keep it simple. The more complicated you make it, the more challenging it becomes to sell successfully. Confirm the value. Do you want this implemented for your business? Do you want similar results as Timothy that I just showed you? Then ROI potential. One of the easiest things to do with ROI potential that's immensely valuable, that will really make a huge difference for you long-term in your sales is increase the price of your service 
and then decrease it on the offer. Let me give you an example. If you work with roofers and you say to a roofer, hey, look, now that we've kind of gone through our four-step process that will help you generate five new re-roofs per month, let's do a little bit of ROI so you can see why this is a no-brainer. Let's say you were going to invest $6,000 a month on ads. You're not going to. Don't run off this call. Don't freak out. Let's just say you're investing $6,000 to work with me. Okay. And we brought you conservatively from those 10 new, uh, five new appointments, only two of them closed. And each of those two conservatively will be $15,000 and about $10,000 will be profit. So if I was to say that you're going to make $20,000 in profit for a $6,000 investment, would you do that? And that's being conservative, right? Okay. Well, let's not be conservative. Let's say we got you 10 new appointments and you closed four of them and you made $40,000 in profit for $6,000 of investment. Would you do that? Who wouldn't, right? Well, here's the good news. In order to implement this strategy to get you at minimum five new appointments per month, it's only $4,000 a month, not even $6,000. So this is a no-brainer for you. It's exactly what you're looking for. That framing of ROI is immensely powerful because they have a mindset of, hey, this is the number that it's going to be at, but we actually just immediately lowered it to them so that their sticker shock is gone now and it should be easier to close. All right, let's continue here. Now, if you're not going to get paid on the first call, you need to at least ask for a $500 deposit. You have to clarify the reason for this deposit. So we're going to get the setup started. We're not going to prospect any competition. We're going to hold your space in line and send you a proposal. And then tell them that the deposit is fully refundable so that if they do not want to continue with you, you can feel comfortable to refund them, no questions asked. But at the very least, you know, if they make the investment up front on that first call, they're more than likely going to retain. They're more than likely going to pay you. It's really important to note that any business relationship starts with trust. I know you want to think about it, but I know you want this and need this. It's a very important methodology. So that is the one call close framework. That's how you close more business. It's pretty simple. All you have to do is actually implement it every single call. And if you do that, you will succeed at a much higher clip than you have before. If you don't implement it, you're going to have a really hard time succeeding with this process. Now, there is one thing that did occur while I was going through this live, and that is a slide that was skipped. So I just want to show you this slide one time. And for the sake of this training, um, I'm going to break down exactly how it makes sense in the whole framework. So I'm just going to open this back up for you. And this is a good kind of overview, regardless of the frames for the one call close. So again, if you consider it in three major frames, it's the intro to the call, the qualification, and the close. We went through the qualification and close, but the intro slide didn't show up, which is this slide right here. So I want to break these down for you briefly, and that will be a really good way for you to feel like encapsulating understanding the one call close methodology. Every single call needs to start with that time result frame I brought up before. Here's an example. Hey, Brian, thanks so much for joining me on the call today. I really appreciate it. On this call, we'll chat probably 30 to 45 minutes. I want to learn a little bit more about your marketing agency, see how you are growing and what obstacles you're struggling with so I can provide you the best insight here today. If I can help you, I'd love to also talk to you about our program, Prospecting On Demand, if it's a good fit, and I believe that we can work together successfully to scale your company. Does that sound good to you? Yes or no. Okay, great. Then you can say that mission statement frame that I mentioned earlier, like, look, it's my mission to make sure this call is worth your time. I want to provide you value today. It's not just a sales conversation. It's a service that I want to provide because you're giving me your time. 
That next one that you see here, clarifying why they took the call, this is the single most valuable thing you can do on any sales call. I know that's a very uh, high intense thing I just said, but it is really true. If you ask people why they took the call, it reframes their mind from the most valuable asset they're giving, which is their time, thinking that their actual valuable asset is their money. So this is how it's done. Hey, Brian, I just want to thank you again for giving me your time today. It's the most valuable asset you have. It's time you're spending with me instead of working with your business, instead of working with clients, instead of being with your wife, instead of being with your child, instead of catching up on Game of Thrones. The last season was terrible. But if you are here, you're giving me your most valuable asset. And I want to make sure it's utilized. I want to make sure we make this call worth it for you. Why are you on this call today? What are you hoping for? Now, when you ask that question, what ends up happening is a lot of people realize, holy crap, I am pretty willy-nilly with my time. It is true. It's the most valuable asset I have. And yet, I'm just kind of on this call without necessarily a reason. Other people will say right away, I saw your ad. I desperately need help in generating more business, and I would love to know if you can help me. Right away, you know their intention. You know what they're there for. This is also an important thing to bring up on this frame. A lot of people will then just go into their life story. They'll be like, it all started when I was 19 years old and I was interested in this thing and blah, 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 blah. And then 30 minutes later, they're like, okay, and that's my life story. And you're like, okay, and you're on the call because a lot of people that I audit calls for, which we do in Prospecting On Demand, we audit calls for you so we can review the game film and help you close deals better. A lot of the calls, people ask the why are you on this call frame and then they check it off in their mind like, oh, I did it. The problem is, is that the prospect never really answered the question. They never really answered why they are on the call. So if you don't have clarity, you always need to reframe it of why they're on the call. So that was a lot. And this is how it should be done. Three, two, one. Hey, that was a lot of insight. I appreciate that. I just kind of want to reframe, make sure I understand. What you're telling me is that you've been running this company for about 10 years. Uh, you've been doing most of the business yourself. You've had some help, but it's never been really good enough. Your business is super up and down. Some months are great. Some months aren't. The stress and anxiety is overwhelming you. Are you on this call so that you can see how I can help you create a better, more predictable strategy of growth and you want to achieve probably 10, 20, or 30K a month? Is that correct? Got it. Okay, cool. That is how it's reframed. If you don't reframe it to clarify why they're on the call, then you shouldn't even ask the question in the first place. And like I said, it's the most valuable frame you could possibly do on a sales call. So these are the three frames, the intro frame, the qualification, and the close. Last thing on the close, tell them to do it. Don't ask them to do it. Tell them to do it. Hey, it's going to be this investment, which is a no-brainer for you, and you should definitely do this. It's the right fit for you. It's why you're on this call. Helping people make decisions is super valuable and important. Remember, people are bad decision makers. So that is the One Call Close training. I sincerely hope you guys enjoyed that. That was uh, an interesting experience on the Get More Client Show. I know that was a lot. I'm amazed that I only did that in 20 minutes. That was the fastest I've ever done it. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, if you have any questions for us, uh, always feel free to reach out to us on our Facebook group, Seven Figure Culture, or find us on your favorite podcast apps. Brian, you want to bring us home? Uh, yeah, if you don't mind, I'll just share one highlight from this. That's cool. Please. Cool. So to me, the three W's can be used in almost any business conversation with someone who could be a client, someone who could be a referral source, someone who could be a strategic partner. Just break down where they are, where they want to go and what challenges they have. And then through that, you can dissect what the next step is. Maybe they're going to be a referral source. Maybe you can work with them and you make that suggestion. But I love it because we apply it to, there's so many different pe things. People are like, oh, a discovery call, a strategy session, the interview offer, like just do those frames and then see where they're at and offer if you can help them. But yeah, I love this episode. Thank you so much for breaking down, Alex. I don't know if Alex took a breath 
this whole episode. So if you're here watching it, drop a like, hit the like button, hit the love button, whatever platform you're on, you know where you can find us, YouTube, podcast platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever the hell that thing is, and our Facebook group live. If you want to see our pre-show and us screwing around and screwing up the intro, you can check it out there. But this has been episode number 27 of the Get More Clients Show, and we'll see you guys next week for something special. Stay tuned. Peace.